Hi, it's Steve Albrecht, and welcome to the Library Service Safety and Security Podcast. I'm the very same Dr. Steve Albrecht, and this podcast is sponsored by Library 2.0 and produced by the founder of Library 2.0, Steve Hargadon. My topic for this half hour is the power of staff meetings, intelligent staff meetings, well-organized staff meetings, coordinated staff meetings. Let's talk about how you can use staff meetings as an employee and as a supervisor to make progress and to get things done and to get away from the usual issues we see in staff meetings, which they are perceived oftentimes by employees accurately as a waste of time, a waste of energy, a place to come in and sit and stare at your phone while one or more colleagues or bosses talk about things that don't pertain to them or that are not going to get done and that promises aren't going to be kept. And as such, we have to have another staff meeting later on to actually get down and do the things that we talked about at the previous staff meeting. That's a waste. So let's talk about staff meetings and what we can do to make them better. A couple of ideas for you for staff meetings. One, use odd starting and stopping times. Instead of saying the meeting starts at 9 and ends at 10, let's say the meeting starts at 9.12 and ends at 9.42. Uh, I found that odd starting and stopping times kind of perk people up. It catches their attention. And it also says we're here to get things done in a short period of time, as short as possible short and necessary, not that it lingers on and drags on through the rest of the morning or the afternoon. But time-based agendas can help with this as well, which says, let's say we're having a 45-minute staff meeting and it starts at 9.12 and ends at 9.57, something like that, that we have a time-based agenda to talk about certain things and we'll say we'll spend 10 minutes on this issue and 12 minutes on this issue and 15 minutes on this issue, cover as much as we need to, but we clarify that the time spent during the staff meeting is actually productive and we don't just ramble on about things. I used to go to a lunch meeting with a lot of HR professionals and it would start at the stroke of 12 and end at the stroke of one and we had a time-based agenda and someone actually rang a bell when it was time to switch over to the new topic, which is a little goofy and corny, but it worked and we got out of there right at the stroke of one o'clock. If you look at the staff meeting process, most people think that either it does not pertain to them, the, the, the content does not pertain to them, or that it's going to de-evolve into a gripe session or it's going to de-evolve into one or more people, especially the employees who like to talk a lot and to hear the sound of their own voice, to monopolize the conversation with their particular issues and not get to the things that you want. The other thing we see at staff meetings, which are a waste of time, is that people over-promise and underperform, meaning they go, I'll do that for you, or I'll do that for the boss, or I'll agree to take on that task or project, and then they don't because they get busy with other things. Part of the leader's responsibility and part of the responsibility of the meeting attendees is to make sure you keep your promises, that you do the things you're going to do, that you are responsible and accountable for your particular things that you have agreed that you're going to do by whatever deadline that you have chosen. Another tool for successful staff meetings is to make sure that we cover old business from the last meeting so that we don't skip over things that people want to talk about. So part of the agenda might be to say, let's go back over some of the things we talked about last meeting or last week or whenever it happens to be. Let's kind of do an old business review, kind of like they do when they review minutes at a city council meeting that you have been to. We take care of old business before we get on to new business. The other thing which makes it really reasonable is that we set really specific goals or outcomes at the end of the meeting. So someone may recap. It could be someone who is, is scribing the meeting or keeping notes, could recap back to the total group through a group email or the 
the leader or supervisor can go back and say, here's the things we talked about, here are the deadlines, here are the due dates, here are the things that people promised, and we get those things down on paper or electronic paper or digitally so that we remember what people promised to do and that we know that those are things that are now on their to-do list to be done before the next meeting or the next discussion. So let's go over a pretty good list of the things that need or may need to be discussed at a staff meeting. And we say the staff could be a large group of people, an entire department, or a small subgroup of that same department, or individual key members of a certain department that need to get together for a certain specific project, whatever. We're talking about a staff meeting that has staff, obviously, that's led by a either an employee who has control of the agenda with the blessing and approval of the supervisor or controlled by the supervisor or a manager or a director or somebody like that. So what are some of the reasons for staff meetings in general? And are you using staff meetings as a way to cover some of these goals? One is certainly to provide information to the staff about things that are forthcoming, about opportunities, about information they need to know for their most specific and obviously selfish subject, which is themselves. How does this particular piece of information you're giving me make my job easier, make my job more fulfilling, make my job something that I need to pay attention to for this particular issue? So one of the primary goals of staff meetings is to provide information to the group as to what is forthcoming. It could be a project, an event, an after-hours event that the library is going to stay open longer for. It could be a, a change in the political environment at the city council or the county board of supervisors or the friends of the library, whoever happens to be, we're providing information. The second goal or, or opportunity at a staff meeting is to clear the air. It can bring, be useful to bring people together to talk about things that are bugging them. One of the things I do as a, as a meeting leader is, is ask people to come up with things that are on their, quote, bug list. What's bothering you? What are things we need to address as a group? Not things we need to talk about specifically because they're confidential or, or related to somebody else or have a personal nature or something like that between the supervisor and the employee in a coaching discussion or a side discussion, not for everybody to hear, but for the group's benefit. So what are some of the clearing of the air things that we can do with courtesy and tact and politeness and patience and empathy towards each other to get some stuff off, off of our bug list and get it solved and get some solutions created. So clearing the air takes some skill as a leader, the meeting leader, to make sure it doesn't de-evolve into a gripe session or it doesn't de-evolve into one employee picking on another employee or attacking another employee about something that's been bothering him or her for a really long time. The value of clearing the air is to say, let's get some stuff that's been sort of holding us back. It's a systems issue, a bureaucracy issue, um, a policy problem that we need to address because it's making some people frustrated or angry or, or getting in the way of their being successful at their work. So clearing the air meeting, sometimes you can foreshadow that in the agenda by saying, let's bring some problems to this discussion and also let's bring some solutions. Don't just give me the problem, but give me some potential solutions that I, as the supervisor, manager, leader, director, whoever, can agree to and say, yes, that's what we're going to do. In the, and this is sort of a, a side issue or sub-issue for supervisors, is in the staff meeting, you can also be taking some notes personal to yourself that you can see and read only that are about subjects and people that you want to have individual coaching meetings with. If things come up that, that jump out at you, that, that, that alarm you, that you want to make note of about a relationship issue between employees or between patrons and a, 
and, and employees in terms of conflict or something like that. It's a policy thing. It's a bureaucracy thing. It's a, a, a personality conflict between two teams or two department members, something like that. You want to address that by making careful notes. Use whatever shorthand you need to so that you're not revealing that to anybody else. But you want to have a separate series of one or more coaching meetings with those p p people for those particular issues. So you've got to have a system in place to be able to capture that information so that you know who you want to talk to in a coaching, confidential coaching conversation after those meetings. One of the, the benefits of staff meetings is to talk about career development. Here is a new certification program. Here's a new educational program. Here's a new tuition reimbursement program, if you have that at your library. And, and thank, thank God if you do, because that's a great thing for employees. Here is a new set of trainings that are coming out that are sponsored by groups like Library 2.0 or, or Niche Academy or anybody else that does that type of stuff that, that you may be able to get access to that employees don't always see. You may see it as the supervisor or the group leader for a particular thing which could be very beneficial to the rest of the staff and you want to give them information about it. So it's not just sending around an email saying, hey, here's this, this training and it's coming up, but actually talking about it, what the benefits are, why you may want to go, what the outcomes are, and, and what this does for you as an individual employee by hearing about this can be very useful. So career development could be promotional opportunities, uh, things that come out for transfer opportunities, things where people can go to other branches or, or put in for various and sundry different jobs inside the library, either their own system or, or at another branch. And the reason the staff meeting discussion about that is, is important is people can, can talk about the particular job or, or the promotion or the change to a new branch and share some information with each other, but also that as a supervisor, you want to make sure your people have as many opportunities to do things on their own personal behalf of career development and that they don't miss them. One of the issues that comes up with supervisors sometimes they get busy they don't put out these things and people miss deadlines they don't they don't get the paperwork or the or the applications or whatever internal process you use for promotions and things like that in on time and it really makes people furious that their boss did not keep them up to date about a particular opportunity especially a career opportunity and they missed it so this one's a personal favorite of mine as a benefit of a staff meeting it's role play practice Oftentimes when I teach my training programs, when I, we're doing them live, when I'm standing in front of folks, one of the capstone activities I give is here is a set of about six or eight different role plays of really challenging patrons and tr challenging patron scenarios that we have talked about during the training. But I want to turn you loose in groups of six, seven, eight people to actually try these out and to play the different parts, be a parent, be a patron be the um, person experiencing homelessness, be the person that has mental health issues, be the older, older patron, the younger patron, whatever role you want to play, and then somebody else plays the part of the employee. And we carefully, gently critique and give feedback to what we liked about what the interaction was all about and what changes we might have made. So this oftentimes requires the person who is taking on the role-playing activities to have kind of the gift of gab and to be sort of a um, more extroverted than perhaps other people in the group. But we want to have the opportunity for everybody, introvert or extrovert, to participate in these things and maybe go through, you know, a couple five-minute role plays about certain things and do it with a lighter touch, but be serious about the outcomes and so that people learn that here is the way we typically handle this type of situation that I may face as a full-time employee, a part-time employee, a volunteer, a friend working for friends of the library in the bookstore, something like that, that here is our typical approach to this scenario. And the scenarios can be quite common. They can be more 
intense. They can involve pretty significant issues, or they can be kind of general safety and security and customer service, things that I talk about here for years and years, uh, scenarios that we work through. This helps new employees kind of get a sense of, of what our work approach is, our performance uh, culture is kind of oriented around certain types of solutions with certain types of patrons. So many times in my training discussions, people will say, well, do we have time for role plays? And it's tougher in the Zoom environment, but certainly what I try to do is, and I'm, I'll be doing this in a, in a half-day program that I'm doing next week and the week after for two different libraries, is to provide the role play scenarios to the group and say, okay, in my absence, take these and run with them during the staff meeting conversation. You don't have to do them all in one, in one staff meeting, but you can use them as kind of a a wind down as a, as a refresher exercise, as a way to kind of energize the group before you wrap up the, the staff meeting. Pick some of these scenarios, fine tune them a little bit to match the culture, the issue, the type of branch that you have, uh, the, the work culture approach that you have in your branch. How do we typically handle these things? And then let the group come up with some solutions. And as the supervisor, your function is to bless and say, yes, that's what we do here. That's, I agree with that approach. I like that answer that you gave the patron in this particular role play scenario, or let's talk about some other approaches. I have some ideas that may be a little bit different about how I might handle this typical scenario. So I like using the role play uh, practice scenarios, and, and, and I can get some to you if you want, just email Steve Hargett on and we can, we can get some to you that are useful. And also I put a bunch in the, in the appendix of my library security book, which you can use. You can either take those and run with them or fine tune them a little bit, or certainly as a supervisor, or talking with the group, you can say, what are the security incident reports that we've had lately? Which, which of these security incident reports have created kind of a, a repetition for a scenario, some solutions that we need to talk about so that we can address it safely and accurately and make sure we're doing the right thing on our behalf and on behalf of the patron. So a review of the security incident reports can give you some good data about what some typical role plays would look like. Speaking of safety and security, the staff meeting is also a good place to talk about new policies or, more importantly, existing policies about safety. Whether it comes to, you know, the lighting we use in the, in the stairways, make sure the light switch is on, uh, how we close up at the end of the day, we do a, a quick and careful run through the entire library, make sure folks aren't in the stairwells or bathrooms or in the stacks or, or hiding in the closet or something like that. What are our safety and security issues that have come up related to weather or heat or cold or things related to a change of seasons. We've got kids coming in from, from school or, or no longer coming in from school because they're on holiday, whatever it happens to be, where you can talk about some safety and security issues about slip and fall stuff and, and footing and, and making sure that our elderly patient, uh, patrons or our disabled patrons uh, are, are being safe in the environment that we have set up with things related to rugs and tables and electrical cords, all kinds of stuff. There's lots of opportunities to talk about safety issues in the library as well. It's a good discussion about the fire extinguishers and earthquake kits and, and um, blankets and first aid kits and AED machines and things that you may have at your facility. Talk about a kind of a reminder that those things exist or talk about some upgrades or some improvements, whatever it happens to be of a safety uh, nature, but also a separate conversation about some of the security issues. So look through security incident reports, share some information that you say we need some answers or some solutions about these particular things because it keeps happening over and over again. A good way to talk about that in the group environment. One approach in a staff meeting is to do kind of a round table. 
and to ask people to share, and this may be useful at, at kind of the midpoint or towards the end of the meeting, to share some ideas, positives, something good that's happened to them at the library or an encounter with a patron, something good that they've done in their personal career or even their personal life, and just have people go around and share. And, and here's the issue here. And I know this because oftentimes as being an introvert in some of these meetings, I won't say very much unless I'm called on specifically. And sometimes we will say, and I see this especially with extroverted group leaders, they'll say, anybody have any questions? Okay, moving on. And then they don't give the people at the table the opportunity to say, I have some questions. Or when they say, anybody have anything to share? Okay, great, moving on. And they don't give people at the table the opportunity to share. One of the approaches that the group leader, whether it's a manager, supervisor, director, or something like that, or the group leader who is an employee, needs to focus on is going around and basically polling every employee and saying, Jesus, what do you have to say? Uh, Mary, what do you have to say? Uh, Danny, what do you have to say? All the people in the, in the room, anything to share with us? And try not to ask yes, no questions, and, like do you have anything to share with us? But flip it over to tell us what's going on in your department, tell us what's going on in your world, tell us what books you're interested in, tell us what movies or DVDs you've seen, anything that gets people kind of talking, especially those employees who are pretty taciturn. Uh, we have oftentimes an employee who sort of sit there like a statue and then not share, and then will complain to a, a coworker later on that nobody asked his or her opinion. So you need to, with some tact and discretion, draw out people in kind of this round table approach to get them to share certain things, maybe talking about something that interests them personally or professionally, so that we can get a sense of who they are. And sometimes people will be surprised about their interests or what they're, they're into or their hobbies or what the, how they spend their free time. Or in it, from a work perspective, they're interested in what this person is, uses as potential solutions for some of the things that they face as well. And the problem is sometimes we don't because extroverts run the meeting in such a way as to sort of steamroll over everybody's uh, comments or everybody's ability to comment, and we don't capture that. So the roundtable approach says we are going to go around the room, so I'm going to foreshadow as the group leader that I'm expecting you to share something, personally or professionally, with the rest of the group so we can wrap up this meeting on a strong, strong note or get some information about you or about the situation that you're facing professionally that we can give you some, some feedback or advice or to approve your solution or your idea as a great one. And so the roundtable approach is really about that. Kind of keeping in the, in the framework of, of the more intense staff meeting, we may, as a supervisor, have to have a come to Jesus, cards on the table, whatever you want to call it, accountability discussion. And accountability discussion, I've talked about this in coaching as a PAM or a personal accountability meeting, a PAM. An accountability meeting says to all hands, look, we're going to have to make some changes in the way we're doing business. I'm not happy about the way we're opening or closing or how we're doing certain things in the circulation desk or how we're doing certain things in the, in the back office. We're getting sloppy in certain issues around service to the patrons or service with each other. I've seen enough of it to say this has to stop. I'm going to give you some specific examples. And of what I don't like and some specific solutions about what I'm looking for to be done differently. So cards on the table, speak to Jesus, not a punishment meeting, but certainly uh, all hands on deck. We are going to do things differently going forward from this point because I'm tired of seeing these mistakes. We're tired of seeing these issues come up over and over again. So the staff meeting, it can, you know, the, the function is not to turn into kind of a downer, but the function there is to say, we are going to be different once we leave the room about these particular issues. 
And, you know, back to that piece, it's, it's important as the group leader running that kind of cards on the table type of meeting to have some specific examples where we don't call out people by name and say, you know, Susie, you did this wrong or Pete, you did that wrong. But, but you know, Judy, this is all your fault. But not, not those types of, of things where we call people out, but where we use a general discussion with the overall group to say, here's some things I need all of you to take ownership about, all of you to stop doing or all of you to do differently. I think part of, of the staff meeting conversation all the time is a problem-solving issue where we take one or two prioritized things, ones that are, that are high on our priority list, and say, let's come up with the actual answer. Let's come up and move. Let, let's come up with an answer that moves this, this problem off of our list, or at least come up with some answers that we can get permission to activate from the library director or human resources or the friends of the library or whoever it happens to be so that we're actually making progress on certain things. We stop kicking the same problem down the road, so to speak. So those problem-solving discussions, pick one or two things that you can talk about in the time frame that you have, which are high-priority problems which need to be solved, and you come up with solutions at that point. You can also talk in the staff meeting about delegation and how you plan to delegate to certain employees specific things. And, and make sure that they know that, that that's what the conversation's about, and that you talk to the employees about what your expectations are in delegation, that they're following through, that they're coming to you with issues before the deadline, that they are looking at the same quality levels that you want to have in terms of the finished activity. So you can use the staff meeting to talk about, about delegation and your reasons behind delegation, not just that you're dumping stuff on people or that you're pushing work onto other people that are already busy, but that you have a rationale for why you have chosen certain folks based on their skill set, their experience, whatever it happens to be. Certainly, you can use the staff meeting to talk about new policies and procedures. We've come up with some additions to the code of conduct. We've come up some, with some additions to how we open or close the facility. We've come up with some new ways to how we handle this particular patron issue or this particular technological or IT issue, whatever it happens to be, and we've got a new policy about it, and here it is. And one of the ways that we descri describe or discuss the new policy is to remind employees about my sort of biggest bugaboo in, in group meetings, which is idea killing. And what you say to employees before the meeting is, look, we're not here to bash this policy. It is what it is. This has come down from on high. It's come down from city council or county board or friends of the library or the director. This is what we will follow. Now, you may have some concerns about how to do it. But we're not going to change it unless something dramatic happens going downstream. We need to make sure that we're all on board with doing this policy. So in other words, kind of like they say, you don't have to love it. You just have to do it. So you can foreshadow a new policy, talk about the pros and cons, but don't let it turn into a gripe session and say, this is the one we're going to, this collection of policies or this picker one is what we're going to start following. So I want you all to get on board. One of the benefits of the staff meeting is our ability to introduce new employees and maybe get some things from them that they enjoy to do in their personal and professional lives, their experience with certain things, where they've worked in certain libraries or not. So the staff meeting can be a little bit stressful for the new employees, but we want to include them immediately into the, our conversations. We want to include them immediately into our discussions. Their solutions have come from their work experience and the diversity that they bring to our workforce, and we want to encourage that. So we use the staff meeting process to introduce and, and talk with uh, new employees and get them to see how the rest of us kind of do our business, and, 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 and that would also set up a series of coaching meetings, one or more coaching meetings that you may have as part of your onboarding and new orientation, new employee orientation with that new employee as using the staff meeting as kind of a jumping off point.
You may use the staff meeting to introduce a new survey project. You may have a survey project which is done by your particular city or county or your library district or agency, and we're doing this survey for all employees, and it's about IT, or it's about security, or it's about service, or it's about some internal benefits issue that comes from our HR department. So foreshadowing and kicking off the survey project can, can answer some early questions for people, can remind them that it's forthcoming, what the due dates are, things like that. You may also use the staff meeting to introduce consultants. Uh, folks like me show up sometimes to do site security surveys or other types of assessments, quality of work life assessments, 360-degree uh, feedback discussions, things like that, where I may meet with groups of employees to get information. So I always ask my clients if, if I'm going to be on site at the particular library to introduce me, show my picture, or have me on the phone by conference call, or have me in the room if, if I, we can, to say this is Steve and this is what he's going to be doing over the next couple of weeks here at our library. So if you can introduce consultants and consulting projects so that people know, hey, I'm going to be expected to answer some questions, or I'm going to be expected to participate in a survey, I'm going to be expected to have one-on-ones with the consultants about certain business issues that we're facing, that will make things go a little bit smoother for everybody. Uh, the staff meeting is also a great place to introduce new uh, protocols around the facility. We're getting a new paint job. We're painting the outside of the building. We're going to resurface the floors. We're tearing out the old IT routers and servers and putting in new ones. We're recarpeting this particular part of the building. And so um, this will happen on this particular time and date. And so we foreshadow to the employees about the possible inconvenience, the safety hazards, things they need to pay attention to. They may have to come in at other parts of the building besides the main entrance that they always use or the, or the rear entrances they always go to because there are some facility improvements, some construction improvements, some maintenance improvements that are, that are coming. Again, the issue there is that the employees want to know about things that affect them, and that's the best place to talk about it before these things show up. We've all seen examples where the employees get to work Maybe this has happened to you, and the the parking lot is being resurfaced and retarred and restriped, and there's no place to park. And you're like, when did when when did this come down the pike? When when was this going to happen? And we didn't talk about this two weeks before to know that on on Tuesday morning, it's going to have close our parking lot all the way until Friday. Those types of things need to be talked about in the staff meeting discussion as well. If we kind of go back to the cards on the table all hands on deck, I, I need to make certain that we all understand certain policies, the staff meeting is a good place to kind of reaffirm what I would call kind of the big six, which is service issues, um, attitude issues, team issues, those are kind of the, the major themes, um, policy and procedure violations, and, and but also that we look at something really kind of basic like attendance. Let's talk about our time clock policy. Let's talk about our time card policy. Let's talk about our electronic time cards and how they work. Let's make sure that we're not having people stay here after hours and do work that's not compensated. That's illegal and it's not what we want you to do. You leave at closing time like everybody else. So let's reaffirm our opening policy. Let's reaffirm our closing policy. Let's reaffirm how we do a last safety check for patrons inside the building before we wrap up. When I talk to new supervisors, one of the things they get the most frustrated about is the idea of employees do not manage their breaks, lunches, uh, when they arrive, when they leave appropriately and effectively. They sometimes fudge the beginning and, and put it on the back end, like I'll come in at 8.05 and leave it at, at 5.15 and then 
what happens is that starts to get into I'll come in at 8:20 and I'll leave at 5 5:30 and and I'll, I'll sort of adjust my hours and pretty soon our payroll system uh, shows up with a lot of discrepancies where people have worked um, either too short or too long and it's not what we want we want people to be paid for when they are working which means sometimes the attendance time clock time card um, how we do our 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 paychecks um, type of an approach is reaffirmed that we have good closing rules and good opening rules and make sure that we stick to those so that employees are not working on uncompensated ways so when I look at the staff meeting concept um, it has been spoiled and ruined sometimes by being too long, by being too windy. It just goes on with topic after topic. It, it, it doesn't have a, an appropriate agenda, which is time-based, and there's not a focus on the agenda. Uh, certain employees who, who love to hear the sound of their own voice can hijack the meeting, either with griping or with long-winded discussions about things. Uh, certain supervisors like to hear the sound of their own voice, too, and they don't keep on the agenda, and they talk and talk and talk about stuff, and they lose the audience and they lose the attention of the people they're, they're talking with, their, their staff. So it really behooves whether you're the meeting leader, and you don't necessarily have to be a supervisor to be the meeting leader if you have subject expertise and are covering something in the staff meeting, or the actual supervisor, manager, director that's running the meeting, that you value the time of your employees and that you come away with focused goals and that people keep promises that they have made in previous staff meetings or they keep promises that they have made, made in this particular staff meeting. That we take care of old business, that we focus on new opportunities for people to get information about their job and their careers and their success in the organization. So my thanks to the producer of the library service safety and security podcast steve hargadon for more information visit the library 2.0 website at library20.com until next time i'm dr steve albright thanks for listening to the library service safety and security podcast